Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, it's time to say out with the new and in with the old as NNC looks to take things a little more black and gold after one year of 2.0. Plus, the PWI Top 500 male wrestlers just released, and you know they clearly got something wrong, or else we probably wouldn't be having a show tonight. So sit back, relax, and stop trying to figure out how many Usos are in that family because we lost count a very, very <laughs> long time ago. It's episode 308 of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's old is new exclusively on Wrestle Attic Radio, and it starts right now. Oh my god, the Yankees are finally waking up and getting their shit together. I'm so fucking happy. Oh, dude, the double A Yankees beat up on the Rays two out of three. And the Sox. We fucked up the Sox last night, which is fucking great. Oh, they almost blew it. Luck, how much they hatch. Oh. Uh, yeah, the Yankees are finally remember how to play baseball, but I'm still not confident. Yeah, I, I've, I've got my concerns. Anywho, folks, welcome to Kings of the Rings podcast episode number 308. What's old is new. I, of course, am your host, King Ricky Rose. The band is is finally back together. Will is back from Nashville. Uh, we've got some interesting stuff to talk about tonight. NXT threw us a giant swerve on the two, on the one-year anniversary of 2.0. And lo and behold, right before we started recording uh, this this episode live on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook on all of our pages and on WrestleAttic Radio's YouTube page as well, the PWI Top 100 released this uh, this afternoon. So we've got some shit to talk about. Uh, but before we get to all of that, uh, Will Tereshock, how was Nashville? It was great. Nashville was a phenomenal time. Food, excellent. It's pure excellence, Ricky. You would love it there. I heard like that tenfold. they like the tourist, like the tourist scene in Nashville is nuts. The tourist scene's pretty nuts. Uh, Broadway is pretty close to Bourbon Street. Not as crazy, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, a lot of construction. A lot of things are being built down there. I was there two years ago uh, in August 2020. Mm-hmm. And in those two years since I've been back, it's way different. It's completely different. They added a Batman building. What? Yeah, like there's, there's this a giant building, but like there's like tips like on the like, bat ears. Oh, okay. I'll, okay. Yeah. You got to send me a picture. It's, it's, I'll send you a picture. Yeah. It's pretty weird. But after that, dude, I went to Atlantic City. I was in Atlantic City last weekend. <laughs> t- so I was back from Nashville last Thursday. Then Friday, we drove out to Atlantic City. Uh, I didn't I didn't break even. I didn't lose money. I went right at even. So I went in with $200, ready to lose $200. First night, um, or first half of the night, I was up 100 then down 100 Okay. And then I left the night up 200 Okay. And then the next night, we went back. You lost, lost two. Lost it all. Ah, so I left even. Tisk, tisk. But yeah, dude, roulette and blackjack. That's my shit, I guess. Yeah, stick with blackjack, man. Like, you gotta. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. So I had a great weekend. I'm miss. I'm sorry I missed last week. Cause I got a lot of rant and rave about. But Kay Murphy, I might break your heart tonight again. I'm sorry. Uh, I think Kay, we Wait, lost we Kay. Did, Did we, we lose? Kay? lose really? No, I lost Kay. Really? Yep. We fucking Internet lost Kay. Internet down. Any cases at again? God Ricky. damn it! <laughs> we can't have nice things at all. We have lost Kay. Yet again, although I like I like this version of K. They look really studious, <laughs> right? They're like like they're trying I love, to get I love info. When we have KOTR. 
I love it when we have KOTR boys night. <laughs> boys, <laughs> like every, it's like every other week this, <laughs> at this point. It's been a little too frequently recently, not going to lie. Ever since Kay moved to Queens, it's just been nothing but trouble. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> God, I mean, seriously, Kay, like just, you guys need to pull in the extra money, cut those cords, and get the better internet service. Dude, gig speed. I pay seventy dollars for gig, gig speed on speed, Optimum, and amazing. trust me, it's Optimum. I need it. <laughs> yeah. Gig speed is amazing. So while K figures that out, I guess it's just us boys. So will you? CEM Punk. CEM wait, Punk. Wait for yeah, wait for wait for. So you you've been gone. You were gone for like the Labor Day recap yeah. of shit. And what? So what were you able to watch? So I, I, I flew out on Sunday morning. Okay. So I, I did watch Class of the Castle being at 1 o'clock in the afternoon was the best thing. I think Aries, Andrew Zarian's on or something. All wrestling pay-per-view should be Sunday, Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Huh. Um, it was the best. I just woke up, ordered a pizza. Did I order pizza? No, I got – what did I order? I got Mexican. I got Hoboken burrito. It was delicious. Wow. And just watched Clash, okay. watched Clash of the Castle. It was it was amazing, and then after that, uh, I just kind of, I packed and I packed, <laughs> smoked some weed, watched some wrestling, uh, not watched some wrestling, played some video games, and then left here at like nine o'clock. Went to Jazz's house. Clash of the Castle was incredible. It's, it's um, it is it is the the from from the crowd to the layout. I love how WWE makes their their layouts are really simple, but it really has that really cool. It has a great effect on how it's shot. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the walkway, and it's a li- little ramp, I believe. There's a small it's, ramp. It, no, I think it was, I think they created like a platform. Platform that kind of steps that down. That kind of steps down, something like that. Yeah, I'm not exactly. Yeah, too I mean, sure. it was it was a very it was a fun show. You know, it felt like it felt like a Saudi show, but it mattered more in a in a weird way. Because the fans are into it more. Well, I, I'm not, the Saudi fans are actually excellent. I'm a big fan of Saudi fans because they uh, they uh, enjoy it. Is Murphy back? Hi, here I am. <laughs> there are. they are. But I, Hi, I don't know what everyone. it was about, about the UK, but like the matches felt more important. Like you know, like the like I... we didn't we didn't have an Undertaker versus Rusev in a casket match for no reason. Yeah. So I I fucking love UK wrestling. So the fans are always great. I thoroughly enjoyed the show. That main event, I didn't think for a second Drew was winning. Until he hit that last Claymore. I was like, fuck, he's going to yeah, actually win. Yeah, I, I was like, I said, oh, my God, he's going to do it in Cardiff. And then... Like, for for someone who was 100% sure that he was dead, when was going to walk out, the last second, I was like, I think Drew's got this. <laughs> and then so, and Solo, uh, Solo Uso yeah. came out and, and I, broke my I heart. I go, son of a bitch, <laughs> you did mean, it again, Triple I H. It. Dude, it was, that match was incredible. The, the fake out with uh, awesome theory. uh Karen, no Karen Cross first. Karen Cross fake out. He was he was just there but he didn't do anything. He was just, he was a red herring. What a yeah, what a great way to get a paycheck, by the way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> great red herring. And then Austin Theory's gimmick of just getting beaten up before he cashes in. He's gonna do it at WrestleMania. You know he's gonna do it at WrestleMania. Oh, That's his WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It could be his moment. Yeah. I think, honestly, dude, I think The Rock hits a rock bottom, <laughs> and, then, and that's the spot. Yeah. And then, and then, what is it? You had you had Charles Robinson getting knocked out, which I think I mentioned this to Kay last week, but or I, I was you were talking to Charles, or I mentioned to Kay, or I probably said both. For some reason, whenever it's a Charles Robinson match, I never notice that it's Charles fucking Robinson. Yes, it was until me. Charles Robinson gets knocked out. 
Like, I always forget he's the ref. That's a sign of a good ref? <laughs> yeah. And when he gets knocked out, I go, son of a bitch, it's Charles Robinson. Some shit's about to go down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's a phenomenal referee. <laughs> he's, 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 the, he's literally the Dusty Finish ref for WWE. Dude, dude, I'm telling you, this one year, they just need a Hall of Fame class of just all the referees. Uh, I wish Tim White would have gotten in before he passed away. Yeah. He'll go in he'll probably go in posh, posthumously. Posthumously, yeah. I, I believe that yeah. as well. Um Tim White he literally gave his career to wrestling because he his career ended on Hell in a Cell. He was life to wrestling. He took care of Andre too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a sandler. Yeah. He was a sandler, yeah. So now it was that match like I don't like the main event of the main event of Clash was fantastic. And I didn't think and I still don't know if it topped Gunther versus Sheamus. Oh, it did. Oh, but oh, Gunther ver- my God. Gunther Gunther versus Sheamus was outstanding as well. And I love that Meat Triple H was like, you know what? Majesty. Imperium's back. Fuck what we were doing. Yeah, before. that was that was another <laughs> God. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it. <laughs> Bring the Italian back and let's get someone else. It's, it'll work. Yeah, no. Um, I'm so happy. I thought Sheamus win too. I thought Sheamus is actually gonna win as well. It was close. It was close. And like we've said it before, Sheamus is one of the most underrated superstars of his generation. And oh, yeah. if you don't respect mm-hmm. Sheamus after that match, you can probably go fuck yourself. Yeah, no, Sheamus really is like he's one of the most underrated superstars ever for sure. He's a, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Underappreciated too. Yeah. He he just he puts on solid matches with anybody. He he works well. He's he's just really good. <laughs> Just really good. What else? So you saw Clash. What else did you watch? I I managed to actually. Here's the thing. So um, I think it was what? Yeah, Sunday night because mm-hmm. that was when All Out was. We were we were out, and then um, so we had this bar. Ricky, you'd, you'd love this bar. So this bar, okay. it's little it's little hole in the wall. Perfect. Um, like a little dive bar. You like you don't like you don't you know there's no front door. Like they gotta let you in. They oh, get you on camera. They let okay. You in. Oh, okay. A little shady, but all right, continue. In 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 like in groups, like it's it's dark. There's like seven or eight tables. The gimmick is there's no menu. Every drink is seventeen dollars. You just tell your bartender, I like this kind of vibe. This kind of feels kind of flavor, and the bartender just makes you a drink. Oh, I love that. Okay, it was really cool. So I told someone like you know like. Like tropical with rum and pineapple, fruity. But and okay, gotcha. It was phenomenal. It was amazing. It was a great drink. Mm-hmm. And then like the next time, like Bad Bunny and like a lot of Spanish music was playing. Yeah. So I go the vibe. The vibe of the music just swapped tequila with rum. <laughs> 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 so anyway, like it it was there where uh, Jazz's friend Janie, who also lives down there, met up with us. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh, my boyfriend Jesse's watching, like, wrestling tonight. Like, I was like, oh, is he? <laughs> I was well, like, I, guess, out. I was like, hey, Jazz, guess where we're going? <laughs> so, uh, we, we got dropped off there. Me and Jesse watched wrestling. I got in. You got dropped off. You, they they put you guys on a play yeah, date. They, they, they didn't want to watch. They put yeah, you on a went, play date. Went, yeah, they went and did something else. So, yeah, I got put on a play date. It was amazing. So, they could have girl time. We could have man time. It was great. So, I got in like the third match. Okay. And it's what happens, and then um, the show was fine. Like the wrestling was good. Mm. The Jungle Boy squash was ballsy as fuck. Very. Um, but especially because apparently Christian's having surgery, so he's hurt. And the so squad in. Why squash him? Why didn't you yeah. take the L? Yeah, why didn't you take the L? I don't know. But um, 
The main event was really good. Mm-hmm. I love the finish. And then Punk had to, MJF came back. All right, cool. And then Punk had to fucking ruin all of it. Yeah, hold up, hold yeah, on to that. Hold on it. to that thought. I know, I know you want. I know you want to start, but hold on to that thought. Hold on to that thought. So, were you able to see Worlds collide at all, or any remnants of it? Yeah, no, I skipped okay. all that. You should watch. You should watch Carmelo Hayes versus Ricochet. It is close. To, it's probably the third best match of that weekend. Hmm. It is that good. You like you love you know how Carmelo Hayes is like trying to be like a pretend ball. He's he's pretty much trying to be like LeBron. Yeah. Okay. So his entrance was he used the digital screens around the uh, NXT arena and he hung jerseys of everybody he's beaten. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Before he came out, that's that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and then the end all he 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 survives Ricochet and at the end he hangs Ricochet's jersey on on one of the LED screens as he walks out. And then he just lost. Yeah, the Solo Sakoi. The, uh, listen, the bloodline's blood fucking powerful. I was waiting for Solo Sakoi to join, and when he showed up at class, I go, you son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, I, it's pretty great. <laughs> uh, dude, honestly, I, I, hope, I hope he stays on the main roster. Well, he has double he duty. Has, I, brings yeah, I think, I think, I think it would be a great idea for him to do double duty. I mean, his two older brothers are the Usos. Yeah, like what he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to say wrestle that much on SmackDown. Show but up with he the title. Show with the title. Show up with the title. Be a heavy. Interfere. Yeah. Be a heel. Yeah. And when push comes but, to shove, he'll he'll be the one to kick Sami Zayn out. Yeah, dude, he's he's there to carry the Usos bags for a little bit, learn a thing or two. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be great for his career from the do double duty for sure. Get a get a nice pay bump. Yeah. Get a hell of, like you said, get a hell of a match out of Sami Zayn. Exactly. Like, or vice versa. Sami Zayn got a hell of a match out of him. Yeah. What we didn't talk about, or what's, what we should talk about, is also the thing that's dominating Raw as well for you, uh, Will, since we're doing a quick recap, and we've all talked about this, K and I. Uh, oh, evil emo Dom? Dom turning, yeah. <laughs> I love the Dom turn. The Dom, the Dom turn. Yeah. It was. I thought it was a great turn. It was fun. Even though it was predictable as fuck, it was fun. It was fun. Cause you, you, know, you know what made it surprising? The fact that they won the match. Yes. Yes. That's what made it turn out because oh. usually a turn happens when they lose. When they lose. But the fact yeah. that Dom wasn't in the match and he wanted to be in the match, and so he t- he didn't get the glory of winning the match. Yeah, the fact the fact that they won the match, thanks to Dom. Yeah, made the turn. There's like, oh, <laughs> okay, you got me there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm a big fan of emo Dom. That was a hell of a lariat he gave his fucking father too. Yeah, that was good. He's been holding that back for a while. <laughs> Hold on back, Rob. All right, so let, let's get into what got released earlier uh, earlier today. So earlier today, folks, the PWI Top 500, uh, I guess, male re- ooh, wrestlers ooh, came oh, out. I love ripping this apart. Came out, <laughs> came out this, uh, <laughs> earlier today, so it's, it's got some interesting stuff. So before we get into the top 10, we're only going to release the top 10 because I'm not going through all Ooh. fucking 500. Uh, That's the top 25. <laughs> <laughs> I only have the 10. I don't know about 25. I have 10. But if someone can find I'll the go. 25, let me know. I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'll, that, let's go into the criteria of this. So according to the criteria for the 2022 PWI 500 is this. Um... The evaluation period and activity is from July 1st, 2021 through June 30th of 2022. The activity requirements were a minimum of 10 matches total or six matches in 
in separate months. Uh, the ranking criteria was in-ring achievements, so win-loss records, championships, tournaments won. Influence, which means visibility and prestige within uh, a promotion and or the industry. Technical ability, which means quality of moves, uh, matches, and ring psychology. And the last criteria is competition. Success against wow. the most varied and highest quality opponents available so that's their ranking criteria which i never knew until like a couple of hours ago it seems more stringent than i thought it was i have problems with this list <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, I have problems i have problems with the top I 10 already haven't seen it. Well, i know who number one is i don't know anything else i got i got top 20 right here let's do top 20 all right so before, so, before well, we, want me to run it down not maybe? yet not yet i want you okay. i want you to hold on i want you to hold on for that as i Fucking up these cutscenes. Oh. Velveteen Dreams number 19. Can you believe Stop that? Stop it. Stop it. Stop, <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So, <laughs> so the, PWL, the PWI top 500, your number one man is someone who probably should have been number one for the last three fucking years. Uh, Roman Reigns, number one. Well, Good. yes, Roman Reigns is number one. Uh, what I have here, because I'll do one through ten. Well, you can do uh, eleven through twenty. I'll do I'll do I'll do twenty to eleven. Yeah. So what we have here, uh, number one, Roman Reigns. Number two, Kazuska Okada. And I don't know how, but okay, he's been doing well in New Japan. Uh, New Japan, cool. Yeah. He's a mark for him. I get Everybody it. Everybody loves Okada. Um, number three, CM Punk. Number four, Hangman. What? Yes. Number four, Hangman Adam Page. Number five, uh, the almighty Bobby Lashley. Number six, Cody freaking Rhodes. Um, number seven, Brian Danielson. Number eight, El, El Hijo del Vikingo, which I actually don't know who that is. Uh, surprise, surprise. Number nine, Big E. Number 10, Jonathan Gresham, which is a huge accomplishment for uh for Jonathan Gresham. Uh so that's that's a pretty actually big deal, especially since he left AEW and he's actually a free agent at the moment. Uh but Will Terrajak, who do you have for eleven through twenty? All right. So twenty is Drew McIntyre, nineteen is Kenny Omega, eighteen is Adam Cole, seventeen is Seth Rollins, sixteen MJF, fifteen Tanahashi 14, Impact World Champion Josh Alexander. 13, Matt Cardona. Number 12, John Moxley. Number 11, Shingo Takagi. Hmm. Where, so first where, off. Where, where do you want to start? Go ahead, Will. MJF oh and Seth God. Rollins need to be in the top 10. Mm. I, would probably put Seth, I would probably put Seth Rollins in the top 5. Who was number 2? I missed number 2. Okada. Okada. Okay. So like Roman obviously, Okada Punk were the top three? Yes, Roman yeah. Okada Punk. No. Obviously, Roman's number one. Like, duh, yeah. obviously, no question about Roman it. Roman should have been number one last year, but they gave it to fucking Kenny. Yeah, they gave it, they gave it to Kenny. Oh, Okada, fine. You know, I don't know anything about New Japan, but I know he's, I think he's won a G1 again for the third time in a row or something well, like yeah, that. I'll give, it, I'll give it to fucking Okada, yeah. So, like, he's, I think he qualifies based on the criteria of the list. Mm -hmm. So, I have no problem with that. CM Punk, number three. No. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. K, K, hold on. K Murphy, did you just say CM Punk should not be number three on the PWI 500? Correct. Elaborate. Why? Yeah, elaborate for me. Because I feel like while he's had a big impact, I feel like he. 
Based on how much he's wrestled, I don't think you should be number three. Where would you put him? I would put him in the top ten, but may, like maybe like but somewhere between like five to eight, maybe. Okay. But like not three. Like I think Moxley should be in the top ten. I do as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. I, I could Punk even it. argue Mox for number three. I could argue. Honestly. I would. I could probably. I would argue Mox. Seth or MJF for number three. This is how you know I've grown as like a wrestling fan as a wrestling podcast. Okay, I'm so I'm, I'm like, so proud of you're, you. <laughs> you're arguing against CM Punk. And not only yeah. that, it's a very good argument. <laughs> I was kind of okay with Punk at number three, but K might have changed my mind. Base, I wouldn't have given as much of a shit if Ricky didn't read all that criteria off. Punk, love him. Mad at him right now, which we'll get to later. But like, I don't think he fulfills that criteria as well as like Moxley does, as Roman does, as Seth does, as MJF even. Yeah. MJF, I can argue the wrestling a little bit because he doesn't wrestle that much either. But MJF should be higher. Yeah. For me... Um, hold for... on. I need to, I need to put, look at the list. Yeah, go look at the list. The Eddie is kicking in. Gotcha. Yeah, like, I don't think Bobby Lashley should be number five either. Lashley's had a great year. But I'd probably put Lashley around number eight. Uh, Big E, Gresham, the Viking dude, and Brian Danielson should not be in the top ten at well, all. Well, all right. So yeah. let, let's let, let's look at the Big E situation in in and of itself. Gresham. It's not his fault. Gresham, Big well, E, obviously. Well, I think yeah. I think what happens is look at Big E. Look, they said the criteria for for that run for Big E was between July of 2021 to June 30th of 2022. So in that time, Big E cashed in money in the bank. He became mm-hmm. a world champion. He faced Roman mm-hmm. Reigns at Survivor Series. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot who he he dropped. He, I forgot who he dropped to. Uh, I forgot who he dropped the title uh, to. Well, it was in a multi-man match, did, wasn't it? Who did he drop the title to? Oh, Brock, no? What? Can I? It, I believe it was Brock, but wild? I don't remember how he dropped. I think it was a multi-man match where he did not get pinned. Yeah, I want to say it was like I want to say it was like the elimination. It chamber. was there, New Year's. No, it was New Year's. New Year's. New Year's Evil. Whatever it was, the first. Uh, oh day yes, one. day one. No, because Brock wasn't. No, Roman couldn't show. Because Roman got COVID. Remember, they had to. They did. They did switch at the last minute. And then Brock, and they put, and they put Brock in the triple. They put Brock in the, in the title they put match. Brock instead. in the title match, and Brock won it. Correct. And Brock won. And he was, and Biggie was still around the around the mid major scene until they. Uh, and he, and he went back with Kofi in New Day. And yeah, and they were still around the scene, and he screwed up his neck. So there is an he argument. There is an argument there for him to be in the top ten based on, again, the championships he's won and the quality of his opponents. Like facing Roman and Brock within that same time frame is a is a big is a big thing for him. Uh, no, I don't think he had a good title run at all. It's not the fact that he had a title run, but it, it's quality of opponent. Yeah, but it's also a quality of title run. Mm, I, I think I think I don't know what they how everything's weighted, but I would weight quality of opponent too. Like he faced Roman in a non-title match. At Survivor yeah, Series, I mean, yeah. so that sure, yeah, he had he had a good he had a good opponent, yeah. but like major, I, so I would put quality, quality of title run. I would put under major feuds because that's just like weird position on the card. Sure. So, he was still kind of an upper mid card champion. Well, because Roman's so dominant, I think when your number yeah. one's that strong, Roman, Roman was Roman was wrestling every yeah. day. Yeah, 
No, like, yeah, he was he was a strong number two, sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't. His title run was very meh to me. I, 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 his character was just the exact same. I think his character was a little bit more serious, but like again, it's one of those things. Like we won't know how much his character could have evolved because he got fucking injured. You know what I mean? And like also, like what is it? You're, a lot of first runs as champion aren't good. Like Jericho's first run as champion was shit. Um, Drew's first run as champion was. Was just poor circumstance. Yeah, COVID. It's a <laughs> yeah. great run. It's just during COVID. Yeah, just poor circumstance. So, like, I, I think there's hope for Biggie to get that title shot again. I mean, first and foremost, I want him to be healthy enough to wrestle and not hurt himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, first and foremost. But I think I still think there is a there's a debatable argument there for him to be in the top ten, if not the top fifteen. What I think, I think I would say top fifteen. Sure, I think I think he missed too much time for top ten. No, he got injured right before Mania. Mania was right in April, so he April? he missed like so he missed a he month. Missed of, like a month of that he missed criteria. a month then. Yeah. All right, so you know what? you make a better case then. You do make a good argument. Yeah, it's, it's the that length of time is really crucial. It's a funky amount of time, but that length of time is really crucial to where you place people. You know, in 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 the grand scheme of things. Yeah, yeah, because it's not it's not now to now. It's yeah, it's certain criteria yeah. that makes more sense. What? All right, no, yeah, Biggie did have a good run. He just. Won the title a year ago, like this week. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, on Tuesday, I think. Yeah, what, what, what is an atrocity to me is how in the hell is Seth Rollins not in your top five? Yeah, I would probably put Seth Rollins three, three or five. I think Adam mm-hmm. Page is a good number four. I'm like going through the full list right now. Yeah, and some of the shit I'm seeing is insane. AJ Styles is seventy four. What did he do in the? Yeah, really, what did he like, do? He didn't do yeah. much. Yeah, I know that he hasn't done a whole lot, but it's just wild to me that like AJ Styles is like. Oh, he's not a seventy-four like wrestler in the world. He's just he didn't do much during that time frame. He's chilling. Yeah, got a paycheck. Exactly. He's so Hook is one twenty-four. That's a, I think that's idea- no stop. it. Hook needs to go to like four ninety-nine. Hook hasn't done shit. Come on, stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> Hook's over. Hook, Fuck, Hook. Hook, Hook is so over. Hook's over, dude. Jeffrey is 160. Who? Jeff Hardy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, know what the fuck you want me to say. All right. Apparently Sting's not even on the list. <laughs> <laughs> For the amount of things that Sting has jumped off of in the past year, Sting's yeah, not dude, even how on is the list. Sting, how is Sting like not number 200? <laughs> just on just on a, a attempts of trying to harm his own body. Oh, dude, I put, I'll put Sting in the top 50. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I probably couldn't name 50 wrestlers. The- Dolph Ziggler's 285. That's way too that's, low. Yeah, that's way he needs to be higher. Listen. Yeah, Moxley's Moxley's too low. MJF Seth Rollins is too low. I think Drew's fine at twenty. Yeah, I think Drew's Kenny's gonna have 19. a better better year this year than he did in that last criteria year. Yeah, that's my that's yeah. my thoughts on that. Um, so this is the this is the original PWI list, and this is obviously focusing more on male wrestlers. However, there are two more lists that do come out. So I think PWI uh, 500 deals with heavyweight title contenders, junior heavyweights, and open division contenders as well. The women's PWI 150 
the women's PWI from 50, which is a newer one, is going to be coming out at the end of October that deals with women's title contenders, women's division talent, and women's promotions talent. And then also the latest of their PWI list, the Tag Team 100, the 100 best tag teams in wrestling, will be going out um, digitally at the beginning of December. So the PWI 500, obviously the biggest one we're talking about right now. A month from now, we'll be talking about the women's 150, which should be a wildly interesting conversation piece. Dude, <laughs> Moose is 21. That's also wildly interesting as well. Um, Let's get ready to <laughs> pop some heads. Moose. Um, and then the tag team 100s will also be an interesting thing as well. Moose has been doing well. Moose just fucked up his time. Moose Moose should have been WWE a couple years ago. He just fucked it up. I forgot how, but he yeah. fucked it up. Eddie Kings number 40. That's good. I'll take that. Yeah. Darby Allen, 45. Okay. How do you have Randy Orton below Shinsuke Nakamura? Injury. Yeah, yeah. but when did he get injured? Right after, right after WrestleMania. Oh, that's right. Randy, where's Riddle on this then? Yeah, how is how is Randy Orton, 47, and Shinsuke Nakamura, 46? Ooh. You're telling me, you're saying Ricochet is lower than Riddle. Actually, Ricochet is higher than Riddle. Where's Ricochet at? Ricochet is like 50. And Riddle's where? Uh, Rick, Ricochet is 54. Where is Matt Riddle? Because that's interesting, because Riddle's been on a great run. Keith Lee's number 80. <laughs> uh, Theory's 96. Hmm. Homicide, number 105. Where the fuck <laughs> is Matt Riddle? <laughs> Is he in the hundreds? He's one eighty. Yeah, twenty below. Um, yeah. I'm a little shocked that Matt Riddle... Sting is one seventy three. So you're telling me Sting had a better year than Matt Riddle? Sting is one seventy three. Let's go. <laughs> Sting. Oh my God. Sting is in between W. Morrissey at one seventy two and Ray Mysterio at one seventy four. <laughs> Do you tell me Noam Dar? <laughs> that's Matt Riddle. That's the 180 is Matt Hardy. 183 is Nick Jackson. 184 is Matt Jackson. Okay, Riddle's Riddle's 89. Mm. Okay, Riddle's 89. Okay, and Randy Orton's 47. Gotcha. All right, so let, let's pivot here. So, um, because I know I know you want to. I know Will wants to go on a bit of a rant real quick, and I know you don't think CM Punk. And I agree with you. CM Punk should not be in the top five. Uh, but you also had some other things to say about Punk. That you didn't get to air because you were not on the show last week. And I'm going to give you that time to air some of your grievance with Punk and the Media Scrum from Hell, which will be a great Dark Side of the Ring three years from now. Dude, make it tomorrow, all right? You already got the footage. <laughs> uh, I want to see that fight footage. I know it's out there. Twelve people think it's the world. Oh, okay, no, it's the not. Then? It's definitely not. Yeah, dude, CM Punk is the modern-day Bret Hart. That's just a fact. That is just a goddamn fact. And what I mean by that is someone's got to sit him down and go, pal, it's not real. <laughs> it's not real. It's, it's not real. Wrestling, man, wrestling's fake. And uh, you're, not, you're not a world champion. <laughs> like, I, I, it's, it's too real, man. And CM Punk made the guy who made a career of burying his own grave. Why didn't CM Punk make it to the tippy top? He got in his own way. Literally. Like, 
This is just the story of CM Punk, and it really is sad because the guy does have such a connection with the audience. It's just like, dude, I get you're upset about Colt Cabana. You're really annoyed about Colt Cabana. But, bro, no one fucking asked you about Colt fucking Cabana. <laughs> you just saw his friend and went fucking off. <laughs> what? <laughs> Again, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why? Why? Why did you do it, Phil? Why did you do it? Why? What is the point? <laughs> did you? So apparently they're saying that CM Punk said about two weeks before um, All Out or whatever that wait, that the press conference is going to be interesting. So apparently this is all premeditated. Even dumber. Yeah, like Punk. Well, you didn't. You apparently, didn't tell someone then. Apparently, you didn't tell the young bucks. Maybe that wasn't part of your plan. Uh, like, I think Tony might have kind of known that he was gonna say something. I'm not. I don't. I don't claim to know for sure. I've heard that Tony like kind of knew, but not really. Like Punk, I guess indicated that he was gonna say something about whatever. This and is also my other thing. Why are you having? Why do you having a media scrum? Why? TK, why have you a media scrum? Dave Meltzer is not part of the media. <laughs> why is that? And like, like that, I've been going back and forth with this in my mind too. Like, should should wrestling journalists like should they be considered media? Like, are they? Do they think they're ESPN and CBS Sports? Because they're not. They're not. My number one. My <laughs> they're number not. One they want to blog. Was to get into an AEW scrum and interview Punk because. I could trick someone enough into believe that I am I could be considered wrestling media. Why why are marks asking wrestlers questions and <laughs> posing as the media? <laughs> like this this would ne- you know why this would never happen in WWE? Cuz Fox Sports and <laughs> and like actual and, and ESPN are actually talking to them. <laughs> it's like the actual media <laughs> who actually matters is having an actual media scrum. You know what's crazy about this whole thing is that WWE at Clash had a media scrum as well. Yeah, they did. It was good. They had, you know who's there? Sky Sports. <laughs> <laughs> Ariel Hawani was there. Like, so guys. Yeah, dude. Like Dana White was probably there too saying, yeah, what's up, Tyson? <laughs> like, like actual media people were there. Like, yeah. And the greatest you think Dave Meltzer would ever be in an NBA scrum? <laughs> Here's the craziest like, part about it was like Roman Reigns was in character in the media scrum and walked out because the media wouldn't acknowledge him. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. That. Yeah. Amazing. He's not burying anybody, he's just being cool. Like, okay, so so first off, that's problem number one. CM Punk don't respect the media because I don't either, because they're not media. Like if you if you listen to Dave Meltzer, Dave Meltzer's a decent writer who's been around forever and is a legend in the business. I don't want to take credit away from Dave Meltzer. I'll give him that. But bro, like you are a you are a pseudo journalist. You are a working journalist. Like you are you are a you are a made up journalist who covers made up things. Dave Meltzer that's why is it's okay for you that's why it's okay for you to be wrong all the time. It's not real news. Like Dave Meltzer is a working journalist. He's like he's a journalist that gets work. That's what Dave Meltzer is. Yeah, yeah, he's a journalist against work. So that's a big problem. That's a big problem. Then back to CM Punk. You don't just bury your EVPs. You don't just bury the business owner's partners when you're sitting right fucking next to them. Like, and then you say, come find me. 
and then you're shocked when they do indeed come and find not him. Not only, not only did <laughs> they find him, they kicked in total young buck fashion. They kicked the door down. I don't <laughs> believe that's true. I just I want to because I want to see them. I do as I well. Want I want them to go super. I want to go BTE trigger. <laughs> like I really hoping Kenny threw the knee. <laughs> I hope they said the move like it was Naruto. Then see like. Straight anime. <laughs> someone online needs to read needs to redo this fight scene. <laughs> Dude, someone got the someone got the polytunes. He does the Joe Rogan tunes. So he's the best. He's the best. But yeah, so first first he went rogue. This is this is the second time you're doing this. all over muffins. By the, the way, all over muffins. Second time you're doing this, all over nothing. And like, yeah, you had an ego. That's a problem, right? You're a piece of shit. You took matters into your own hands. I'm not excusing the Young Bucks and Kenny and to, to whatever the other guy's name was and Christopher Daniels. Oh, and they start, they, a Steel, I think. A Steel, through the chair, like, you don't just react with violence. Like, you're not right either. Because I know I'm shooting a lot on Punk, but Kenny, Bucks, like, you're also a piece of shit. You are also an asshole. You also should not just go to violence because your feelings got hurt with words. Mm-hmm. So you're a fucking snowflake, too. Mm-hmm. And your egos are out of control as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I would have done the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I would also be wrong. <laughs> that's just me being honest, man. That's just human nature. Yeah. Like they, they don't get a they don't get a pass, but they, they get an I get it. <laughs> Apparently Kenny has is the one that got uh, Punk's dog out of the fight because the dog was there. Yeah, I got the dog out of the fight. Like, one of the young bucks playing, tried to get one of the wives out, out of the room. Um, mm-hmm. Ace Steel bit Kenny Omega, and I think is really funny. Yeah, I think that's hysterical, too. Um, that's, like, wild to me that Ace Steel wasn't fired. For so it's, fighting yeah. Also, a, also, yeah. as Booker T said in his own podcast, who the fuck is Ace Steel? Yeah, who the fuck is Ace Steel? <laughs> it's like, who, who is Ace Steel? Like, is this his man's 15 minutes of fame? Like, who, who is Ace Steel? Why should I care? I, he like trained punk, but I don't. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, put that, put that camera on me, Mickey. Put that camera. Camera's on back me. on you. You got it. Uh, the biggest, the biggest problem. Well, one of the biggest problems <laughs> in all this is you completely inadvertently buried MJF as well. MJF is back after a great angle which was an actual work that we, Mickey, you and I got fooled on, so touche to AEW, you buried that. No one gives a fuck about MJF right now. Yeah. It's... You ruined the program. You ruined, you ruined his push. You ruined his return. You ruined all of your on-screen programming. Because I know there's no such bad thing as P- there's no such thing as bad PR. This is the closest as you're going to get. Yeah. Because, yeah, people are talking about your product. They're going to watch your product. But as soon as all that backstage drama is taken care of on TV, first and foremost, because you have to, they turn off the TV. They go watch something else. Yeah. Because your, your on-screen product cannot be successful if the only thing people care about is your backstage schoolyard bullshit drama. Yeah. This can't. It just can't. And I, I do feel bad for TK. I love calling him TK, Tony Khan. Um, but, bro, you got to get the bull by the horn to start fucking firing some people. Yeah, that's that's my thing with TK. Like I, I I mentioned this last week. I said 
the what I like about Tony Khan, um, when there is a AEW controversy that kind of gets out of hand, he is the first person to respond and respond swiftly. However, yeah. it shouldn't always get to that point where he has to do some sort of PR move to save face. Like, I, I yeah. mentioned the example, like, uh, for instance, when the Sammy Guevara shit came out, and it looked really bad. Tony Khan was like, listen, we understand. He's suspended. We're going to get him training. He can't come back until we're satisfied with him, which is great, perfect move. You know, he did the same thing. He's done the same thing with the Hardys. You know, he's done mm-hmm. it with, uh, I was going to say DNA. Moxley. Moxley as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But when there is something that is blatantly fucking up in, like, you are right next to the guy who was fucking up your product in your yeah. face. Yeah. Cut his mic off. Pull him to the side. Do something. Don't just. You gotta do something. Don't just Don't just, sit don't there. just take yeah. it. Don't just take it. Like, TK, it's not your fault, but God damn it, it's your responsibility. Yeah. So the question is, what do you do? What do you do if you're Tony Khan? And this is what I think I would do. Mm-hmm. I would fire anyone who isn't Kenny, the Bucks, and maybe Punk. Everyone else involved, you're fired. You're, you're, you're gone. You just you can't do that. You got to send a message to the whole everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you keep the Bucks and Kenny because it's their company too. Right, they fucked you. Give them a big suspension. You scold them heavily, but I don't think you fire them. I don't think you can do that. I don't know. I, now, that would EVPs. I don't know if you can do that. You also probably can't do that because yeah. they have stake in the company. Yeah. Right, like it, that, that's a lot of that's a big legal legal issue. Yeah. With Punk, I say could maybe because maybe it could maybe be. They be demoted or the, or you know what? They can't be on screen characters anymore. Something. Yeah. Something. I think that can be worked out between the four of them, three of them. Mm-hmm. But with Punk, I say maybe. Because I don't think the decision should be up to TK. I think, listen, the locker room apparently allegedly has a lot of heat on Punk. And you have no respect amongst the boys right now. So what I would do is, I would go to the boys. I would get a group of the seniors. I would get some like Jericho, Moxley, people who are veterans of the industry. Mm-hmm. Christian, JR, the people you hide Big Show, Mark Henry in the back. Are you, are go, you guys. saying, are you instituting wrestler's court again? Absolutely. I would go, guys... This is an issue with the. This is a locker room issue above all. The locker room decides. Does Punk come back? I don't think in Set the history. I don't think in the history of the. Or, I don't think in the history of the original wrestlers' court did they ever have the livelihood of someone's career on the line. However, this that was. I'd be like, I'd be like, do you do you want him back in your locker room? Can you do business with him? Like. From a business perspective, I think it makes a lot of sense to make amends because Punk still has money to his name. He does make the dollars in a sense. He's not wrong. Mm-hmm. But amends need to be made, and you as the head of the company need to make a statement and make amends with your locker room as well. Yeah. You got to send a message, and you got to make amends to your boys, making sure you know everything's all right. Because morale in that locker room, I'd imagine, is fucking piss poor. If I'm hanging out on page, I'm asking for my release today. I'm on the, today. I'm on the phone with Trish be like, what the fuck can you do for me? Yeah, Malachi Black was also released, by the way. On a, that was, I think that was for his... It's conditional, condi- I it's condi- Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's other things going on there, but, like, dude, people are going to start asking for their releases mm-hmm. because Keith Lee and Swerve also got into a little spat to scrum as well. Yeah, that was that was also a weird thing where... Um, Wait, what happened with them? Well, I, see, I only saw... Pop with them, it was like they... 
during their match, which was a fantastic match against the Acclaimed, it was one of the best matches on the AEW card, which was drawn out in and of itself, um, uh, a media person or whatever asked them about the possibility of, like, a rematch. Um, and Tony Khan was kind of all for a rematch, and Swerve was, Swerve was in a mood. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but Swerve was in just... Yeah, I don't know what the fuck up was up, and Keith Lee, too. Keith Lee was, Keith Lee was kind of a little bit more passive about it. Dude, it kind of feels like him and Swerve don't like each other. That also could be in it. I never thought of it that way, but that also could be a thing as well. I wondered that, too, if they didn't like each other. You know, but, like, Swerve was kind of all about, like, why didn't... Oh, I think somebody asked the question on how come they didn't do like a, a switch in the middle because the acclaim was so fucking over in Chicago. Yeah, which I, I say I say what a dumb fucking question. <laughs> Satin, what do you got? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um and Tony Khan kind of like hyped the fact of a rematch, blah 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 and Swear was really about it. And then Tony Khan tried to I guess kind of talk to Swerve and be like, yo, this is just a suggestion, blah blah blah. And you hear Swerve audibly say on the mic, Okay, you you know, do what you want, you're ahead of a company, but don't be a don't get mad if someone gets hurt. And he goes, are we done here? And they fucking walk off. And I go, oh. Oh, that didn't go as planned. No, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. That bad. Also, to the, to, to the audible. If I'm in the ring and someone calls an audible, I'll be like, no. This is what we agreed on before <laughs> yeah. the match. Fuck you and your audible. The only time an audible I, is acceptable is if so, someone's, if someone's hurt. hurt. And yeah. someone's hurt, and there's a title on the line, and that title cannot go vacated. Like you no, have to do something. I don't know. The, I, don't, I don't know if that's a question that's ever been asked to Bischoff, Jr., Bruce Prichard, anyone's in a booking position. Have you ever called an audible and changed to finish mid match? It's happened. Like other, other than an injury. Yeah, oh, other I than an injury. What, what, now. Other than like 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 has a situation like people propose for the acclaimed ever actually happened? Yeah. No. I. I. I couldn't say. I don't. I can't think of one. Yeah. I have. I've never heard someone speak on one. If I would talk to Bridget or Conrad or whoever, I'm gonna ask that question. Yeah. That's a great question. It, it is. It's a fucking phenomenal question. Um, but you know, TK needs to get a hold of that locker room. TK needs. TK needs executives, that aren't wrestling marks. Um. On... Boy, dude. If you're gonna be one of the boys, fucking be one of the boys. And have take, someone else run the company. Yeah. Or yeah. Or take his ass to wrestlers court. Yeah. Like it's it's getting bad, and I, I said it just like like as much as I like kind of have my issues with AEW and I've had them for a while. Like you still don't want to see a company that has been so as quickly successful as them from a from a popularity standpoint to just go belly up and sink. It's, they're not gonna go. They're not. They're not gonna go belly. I'm, up. But, Absolutely. I'm not. saying, but you don't want to. But like you, you. But the 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 seeds are there for like this can crash if you if you don't start turning the ship. You know, you but yeah. you could hit this iceberg and start sinking if you don't do anything about it uh, right now, and it, and it would be well. Would this be this and that's this like frustrating like, because all of this was fucking avoidable. Well, like, none of this shit needed to happen. The punk decided I can be unhinged because I'm cocky and because I'm AEW's number one draw, I can say whatever the fuck I want without repercussion. And that's when Tony should have stepped in his ass and said, you know what, Punk, you're not fit to do this media scrum right now, or someone like that be like, leave, we can deal with whatever, whatever's bothering you later, and you bring in somebody else. Like, Tony's Tony's right there for all with all of his talent at these media scrums. And that should be a sign to people to be like, all right, if I fuck up, 
Tony's gonna pull the mic because like during a bunch of media media scrums or media stuff for like WWE, if Vince is there, no one's going off script. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and Tony Tony wanted to laud himself as like you know the longest tenured CEO as soon as Vince retired, but. Vince got that because he commanded respect, and he is nowhere near the respect that Vince McMahon has in the industry. No one would think of doing that to Vince McMahon. Exactly, Vince is that revered. I, I don't Can you think. Imagine? I don't think people would think about doing that to Dixie Carter. Yeah, I really don't. I think a lot of people, that such people who would be doing those media scrums, they probably really liked Dixie because you know they were put over. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think, I don't think Dixie had a locker room problem. I don't think she had a. I don't think she had a respect she problem. Had a I don't think problem. she had a CEO problem. She had a. She had a. I want to be on TV problem. Yeah. Yeah, that was her <laughs> ego problem. But in terms of business and, you know, relationships with the, with the boys, I remember heard the boys talk bad about Dixie Carter as like a as an executive. Yeah. You know. Maybe maybe a little little little, little she doesn't know what she's doing, but nothing like. Negative. Nothing negative. And t- Tony had Tony has this issue. Tony needs to grow some balls and stop trying to be everybody's friend. You know, um, what is it? Scott Hall, the, the late great Scott Hall, may he rest in peace, had the greatest line ever when he moved over to WCW. You can either make money or you can make friends. Yeah, we already have a lot Very of much. friends. Time to make True. some money. <laughs> well, it's it's you know how like we as Marks ask, why doesn't WWE do this? Why can't they just do this? I feel like AEW just answers those questions. They go, here's why. <laughs> why can't we give what the marks? Why can't we always do what the marks want? Well, That's fucking why. here's why. <laughs> yeah. Like somehow Shawn Michaels is a great executive, but Kenny Omega is not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know why? It's like you think you would have learned from uh, NWA, AWA. Like any other territory, WCW, mm-hmm. you cannot be an on-screen wrestler and an executive. Exactly. Correct. You can't do it. And the, you can't do it. That's why Cody it's left. It's not going to work. That's why Cody left. That's why Cody yeah. left. That's why Cody left. You can't do both. Can't do both because egos will get in the way. You can't mix wrestler ego with, oh, fuck, I have to run this company ego. Yeah, it doesn't work out. And, and oh, I want to be on TV ego. Yeah, like, it's just, it's human nature. That's why it's like I understand why Kenny and the Bucks went through fists because that's just it's human nature. Yeah, it's human nature. It's just it's impossible. Any person in that situation, well, at least most most men in that situation, mm-hmm. probably would have done what Kenny and the Bucks did. I agree with you, friends. Vince did do both, but Vince was always pushing a storyline to help get somebody else over. And then you can make the argument, yes, Vince made himself WWE champion, but it was still in storyline to help get somebody else over or even more over than they were before. I think at that point it also didn't fucking matter. It also didn't fucking yeah. <laughs> They were destroying the Monday Night War. Now, honestly, everything – Vince is in a man's like – I've been Vince in a room like, I wonder if this would work. It's so crazy. It just might work. And guess it what? Fucking it worked. fucking yeah. worked. The product was so hot, Val Venus was over. Listen, Val Venus – I love I love some fucking Val Venus. Like old school Val. I do too. Val, I'm a big fan of Val. <laughs> the shit, the shit that Val Venus got away with was amazing. Yeah. So hopefully, I hope CM Punk's fired just because I love that I'm comparing him to Bret Hart. 
because he takes wrestling way too seriously. He takes his character way too seriously. Apparently, he takes Colt Cabana like he like Brett took Shawn Michaels way too seriously. Who would have thought <laughs> Colt Cabana would be the Shawn Michaels of this compare of this group? Yeah, listen. In in one year, in less than or one year's time, CM Punk went from the talk of a town to he became he he lived enough to see himself become the villain. Dude, you gotta stop burying the pillars of that company. Seriously. You got two of them now. What's next? You, what's next? You're gonna just break Jungle Boy's arm on purpose? Like, yeah. yeah it's just like, oh my god. You gotta fuck Britt Baker and like make her leave the company. Like, <laughs> like how many more pillars you got? You got two months. Oh, and you did MJF. You did MJF again yeah. too. You got three pillars down. Yeah, I'm not like yeah, and I'm with you too. But like, I'm not. I would not be surprised if Adam Page says, "Get me the hell out of here." Get me out, dude. Yeah. Like, he's buried me twice now. And like, it's it's gotten to the point where look, and you're doing nothing about it's it. It's gotten to the point where CM Punk looks like he's not going to stop. No, dude, you can't control CM Punk. Yeah. CM Punk doesn't. CM Punk doesn't respect Tony Khan. <laughs> CM Punk didn't respect oh. Vince McMahon. You think he's gonna respect Tony Khan? And he still speaks about Vince uh, with with more regard than Tony. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't respect the veterans in the back either. He said he said he said about the veterans like I don't need your advice. Yeah, it's like dude, have some like show some respect. Yeah, if Jr. gives you advice or offers you advice, you don't say no. Seriously, yeah, it's it's. Just... You can you can listen to it and tell him to fuck off in your head. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. I'll do that with JR's advice. He gives some pretty bad advice sometimes. But you don't just say, Ugh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking child, here, here, All right, child. so let's do the end-all, be-all here before we move on to the uh, to the very surprising news that I think Kay has no idea about. Um, what? Just wait for it, Kay. Here, here's my question for you, Kay, and this, this is the end-all, be-all. If you are Tony Khan, if you are Tony Khan and everything that's happened with CM Punk has happened in the past several weeks... What do you do about CM Punk specifically? Are you suspending him? Are you stripping him of a title? Things that have already happened. Or are you going further than that and considering uh, terminating his contract? I would definitely suspend him first. They strip him from the title and all of that before I made the decision about termination. But I do think at this point, um, I also think that if Punk keeps his job, he'll be really lucky. Mm. And while I don't want to say that I support CM Punk getting fired, because I don't, mm. like, love that, mm. I don't think he deserves this. If, if he comes back, he doesn't deserve the top spot. Like, I don't think he respects anyone besides himself. Which is fine, I guess, but not if you're trying to be this top guy. Like, he's just that scrum. He was just such a dick for literally zero reason, and he every even down to him pitching like he was he was pitching that bakery and he had a garbage bag of seltzer. Like, get it together. You just won the title, and you... I would not have known CM Punk won the title by watching that. Yeah. And that defeats the point. I feel like that defeats the point of the media scrum. The media scrum is to, you know, celebrate 
the win and look to what's next. And instead, Punk went unhinged for 20 minutes and ate muffins. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky, here's what you what do. do. You, what I do got you it. Do? I got the perfect solution. Right, just, just... So you're gonna you're gonna fire CM Punk. I yeah. But you're gonna do it by the mail. You're gonna do it by the oh, mail. Oh no! <laughs> and it's it's gonna get it's gonna get in the mail <laughs> on his wedding anniversary. <laughs> which, by the way, shout out to my parents. Their 37th anniversary oh, is today. Congratulations to them. So and then you don't stop there, Ricky. Thank you. You don't stop there, mm. Ricky. You go up on Dynamite the next day. Wearing a CM Punk shirt, and you just open open dynamite him in the ring, and you kiss him goodbye. Wow! And you just leave. Wow! That's what TK. That's what TK does. No words. Mm-hmm. And then that, that's it. No one hires CM Punk ever again. He can he can join control your narrative wrestling, which doesn't even have any owners anymore because <laughs> they're all back at WWE. <laughs> they're all back at they, yeah, EC3 still available. <laughs> that's. That's what I would do. If <laughs> I was petty. If, he, if, if they decide to keep him, which I don't think they should decide to keep him, in my in my burning opinion, as my phone goes off because the Yankees just scored, um, he they need to do to CM Punk what they did to Triple H when Triple H was about to win King of the Ring and didn't get that and they gave the push to Austin. He needs to learn to eat shit and like it for a very long time. And if he doesn't like it, see you later, Ben. And as 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 Mr. Fred said, put him on dark elevation for a couple for a couple of months. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Uh, Kenny Kenny in the Bucks. What I would do is I'd be like, listen, guys, you are no longer everyday wrestlers. You are only EVPs and vice presidents. And you're never winning titles you, again. You're never winning titles since you are a draw and you do put asses in seats. You are on a Brock contract. We wrestle once, twice, maybe four up to four times a year. That's it. Honestly, that's how, what it should have been from the get-go. Or put, um, them, as, or I put think, them as on-screen authority figures of some sort. Or is that too much power? I think that's too much power. Mm-hmm. I think I think because you got to punish them. Okay. Listen, you're no longer you're no longer everyday wrestlers, but I can't I can't I can't I can't from a business perspective. I have to put you in main event matches because you're a draw. Mm. Like Moxie Omega is money. You can put like we still have Brian Omega. Like there's so many Omega matches to have and some Young Bucks matches that need to happen. Like, those matches have to happen for business sake and booking. Sure. But it's like, you're only doing it on big you're matches. Not, you're you only not have every big day. Matches. You're going to, like... You're not, you're not every... Yeah. That's your but punishment, dude. pay-per-view matches. Like, yeah, pay-per-view matches. The Young Bucks do not need to be on weekly television wrestling. At, at first, they did. But now that the company's three years old and it's established, I don't think the candy and the Bucks need to be on yeah, TV when every you, week Yeah, when you anymore. first started, obviously, you go to the town that people know to kind of start... Get the engine rolling. Yeah. You know? It's... Or... Or... You no longer EVP, no longer vice presidents. You still have your equity because this is your company. Sure. But you have you you just everyday wrestlers. Yeah, so you got to make a choice. Either you are a ta- either you are a talent, and you have no executive power, or you're not a talent. and You have all the executive power. You cannot be both. Yeah, you yeah. should not be both. You're a super part time talent. Because mm-hmm. for fucking now, because we fucking need you, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> and you're this executive. Yeah. So guess who showed up in our whole thing right now? And he said, "Fire CM Punk through Carrier Pigeon." Which would be hysterical. Uh, Taquan is here. He goes, I'm late, but whatever random time is. Hi, Taquan. He goes, I'm, I told you I'm guys. Late, I told you. Was, time is I told illusion. you he was getting top. Freaking Morty Greek philosophy. That's shit. I said last week still applies. You know, he says. He was getting top. Says, I was on the campus movie theater. You, I wish I had a campus movie theater. Campus movie theater watching this indie film called Emily the Criminal. Huh. That sounds, 
interesting. It does sound pretty interesting, actually. But be what as may, that's all we can talk about for AEW. I mean, it's a long to talk about for AEW in a very, very long time. Very, very long Yeah, man. Time. I mean, I still think cool things happen in AEW. I'm sad Malachi's gone. I think it's... I don't think it's because... I don't know why he's leaving, honestly. Who knows? Are you having done. mental health stuff? That might be it. That's, that's my best yeah. guess. I mean, he wasn't positioned terribly. He wasn't positioned great, but he wasn't positioned terribly. Yeah. There's potential for more for him, but I decided this week I am not going to Grand Slam, which is a fucking shame because it's in my backyard. But, like, I don't have it in me to go. Like, this punk shit has just bummed me the fuck out. Yeah. Jeff Hardy's shit bummed me the fuck out. Malachi's gone. Like. But, hey. I. While there's. Pac is a two. Pac is a two title champion. You can now call him Tupac. That is true. And, like, there is. There is stuff that I enjoy in AEW. Like, independent of, like. Shout out to Tupac. My three favorite wrestlers. (laughs) Shout out to Tupac. But, I don't know. It's rough. It just, it's unnecessary drama. A lot of it's unnecessary shit that did not need to happen. And hopefully they can wade through this storm. Um, Hopefully, but who knows. But, anywho, let's move on uh, to the big thing that happened uh, last night. uh, Mix Murphy and Will Tarashock. So, as you know, NXT, a little over a year ago, dropped their black and gold and went to what some people called the Nickelodeon multicolor NXT logo. And they celebrated one year of NXT 2.0, as you guys see with that lovely uh, NXT 2.0 design. And so they had a celebration. They did some stuff. Uh, Carmelo dropped the North American title to Solo Sokoa, which could mean he's going from NXT title and should take it off Braun Breaker. Or he might be getting called up to Raw or SmackDown, which also would be fantastic as well for him because he's the last of the great indie talents that WWE signed. So he kind of has that legacy to uphold. However, as a little bit of an Easter egg, Kamer, if you're watching this, as a little bit of an Easter egg, um, they had a little they had a little vignette at the end of NXT um, yeah. with a voiceover by Shawn Michaels. And they said that NXT is keeping you well. And so do you see the NXT logo on the screen, Kamer, if yeah, the Nickelodeon. Yes, that is no more. Oh yeah. Take a look at the. Oh, that looks great! I saw that this revamped morning. return to what what seems to be a return to a black and gold standard of NXT 2.0 after one year seems to be no more, and they're. Thank God. Go- I might have to watch it again. <laughs> Me too. That was my first thought. I was like, God damn it. I sent this I, I sent this to Will in the middle of the day, and he just sent back crying emojis. Yep. Oh. I was like, oh, fuck, dude. I'm going to have to watch this shit now. <laughs> NXT's back. America's back, dude. America is back. Well, you think about looking at it this way. So when we had the – when we had the uh, – you know, the 2.0, as I bring back to that level, when we had the 2.0, um, the idea was for, you know, them to be completely separate and, you know, kind of do their own thing and be truly developmental. And that was never Triple H's idea. You know, Triple H's idea. Triple H, who is now the head of creative all over the place. Like, he is he is head of, uh, what is it, head of content? Yeah, he's head of creative content for the whole company well. Yeah. Not just WWE, WWE and NXT. He's ahead of all contact. 
Um, that was never Triple H's idea for NXT. NXT was supposed to be the third brand, and people were going to do kind of a shared universe where people go back and forth, in and out. And I think we hinted at that towards the latter, the latter end of NXT 2.0. Uh, because you started seeing Dop going over and Finn coming back for a little bit and Natty was there, uh, Apollo and all these bunches of people kind of in this shared universe concept. Uh, AJ Styles, Miz did a segment real quick over there and stuff like that. Um, and I think Triple H is going back to that now that Triple H is in power. And he actually said during their UK tour when they were in Cardi Goats, it's now my time to pick the flavor of wrestling. And Triple H is on that warpath and... We're getting black and gold. And from what I saw from raw footage, a shout out to Wade, who was also there in the crowd when this was revealed, it got resounding applause when this new logo was revealed. Because they, they hid it from everybody. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> well done. It's most time people, this is the most people have talked about NXT in a long, since like honestly in almost a year. And here's my, here, yeah. here's my question. Why didn't they just evolve to this in the first? Obviously, it was the Vince influence. Um, but this is such a... I love, like, it's cleaner. It looks it looks it's pretty clean. cool. It, it is you very know, clean. If you want to say... Shiny, it's bright. If you want to say NXT was evolving into something else, you had the right change in the in the format of the shapes and stuff. Just the, the colors were off. Black and black and gold. Oh, it's so pretty. Honestly, dude, the like, who would have thought branding would make such a difference? Like that? It really. Honestly, does, just though. stop calling it 2.0. Yeah, but that's what they did because you see, there is no 2.0 there at all. Yeah. It is straight NXT. I'm interested to see what happens next week since I'll be able to watch it, which I'll explain that on the uh, post show. Um, I'll be able to watch it live more. Um, it's. I'm I'm interested to see what the setup's going to be. I wouldn't be surprised if he brings back um, the Capital Wrestling Center idea. Ooh. Oh yeah. Because that's what be that's cool. when like we were like, oh, this is gonna be some fucking great NXT. Because that was that was like it was the hybrid of the Thunderdome and and people there live. It was a great setup. So I'm interested to see what they do with this with this black and gold. How the setup's going to be. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Do I? St- I still think the Thunderdome was really. Cool. I still. I love the Thunderdome. That was fun. Like I want them to have a Thunderdome experience. <laughs> like I, I, access. I, I can't believe they actually did it. I just, you know, I mean, I can't believe they actually did it. Like that's something we would joke about years ago. Like, what imagine if they did this, <laughs> and then, and then they, they did, did it. it, and then they just did it. Not only did they, I don't know much. I don't know much. That electric bill not, was still. Not but... only did they did it, they made it so that it was mobile. They went to three different sites. Yeah. And pulled it off. Fucking crazy. <laughs> crazy. And absolutely pulled. And pyro and everything. Like, everything was on it. It was so cool. I just want to know. Like, they need to do a documentary on the Thunderdome. Like, who came up with the idea? And how much money mm-hmm. did that cost? And that's all I want to know. Dude, WWE 24. <laughs> Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Yeah. <laughs> Dark side of the ring. Thunderdome. Not even. No, no, no. no light a, side of the ring, dude. Yeah. Like. That's a 24. <laughs> that's a 20, WWE 24 Thunderdome. Because I would love to see, like, who came up with this wild ass idea. <laughs> Instead of, like, I, I see what the NBA is doing. That's cool. But we can do this a whole lot better. <laughs> Hold my Yeah. <laughs> The, it does annoy me that UFC gets credit for like the first sport coming oh, back to the Island? pandemic. Whatever. Yeah, Whatever. I'm just like, dude. <laughs> what do you mean come back? Wrestling never, never stops. 
<laughs> like, no, I mean, like, real sports. I go, fuck it. <laughs> Piece of shit. No, all right, sorry, CM Punk. <laughs> oh, man. But, okay, I do, I will, I'll have to show you a bit of it. There is a new character on NXT that debuted. Oh. His name is Quincy Williams. His name is Quincy Williams. He is known as the Super Diva. Oh. Okay, this is going to blow your mind, both of you. Quincy Elliott's my fault, not Quincy Williams. Quincy Elliott, thank you, Taquan. Um, Quincy Elliott, the Super Diva. So picture the concept of the Velveteen Dream sprinkle in a flamboyance of gold dust, original gold dust, in the body of oh. King Mabel. Oh, my God. That sounds awful. <laughs> you would think... But it's so it's it's weirdly entertaining to me. The one match I saw of it. is can he be a maximum male model? He might be hotter than a <laughs> maximum male model. Oh, there you go, Takon opening up your brand and Takon says this is appropriate because I just got tickets to a drag show next month. Oh yeah, <laughs> I want to hear about we're, it. Yeah, we're, what's his what's it? his name, Ricky? Uh, Quincy Elliott. Quincy. 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 Like Quincy, Quincy Jones? Quincy. Quincy. Q-I-N-C-Y. What? Like oh. Cincy, but Quincy. Yeah, no, no, no like, 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 like the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah Quincy. Quincy. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, he is, he's... That's two it's, it's It's not Quincy, it's Quincy. It's like a oh, I was like, why the hell are you saying with a Z? <laughs> that's what's confusing me. That, that's how we say it in New England. <laughs> oh, okay, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Quincy. Oh, that does what sound like... What the fuck is this? Are you looking, you found him? <laughs> yeah. He's the super diva. I like it. I like his tits. <laughs> Kay, are you looking up a super diva? Do you want me to send it to you later? Send it to me. I am looking up the Popeye. Dude, why does he look like Biggie Smalls as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> He's a mixture of a lot of stuff. Well, like if Missy did, did Missy Missy Elton Biggie didn't have a kid, no, they did, did they? Not. <laughs> right, if they did though, this would his kid would be low. This was this is his kid. It is a Missy Elliott like attire from like the late nineties. So yeah, it's like he's he's got Biggie's lips. I don't know what that's terrible to say, but I'm saying it. <laughs> Wait, damn, are you making fun? Damn it! Didn't know Magic Johnson's son signed to NXT. That's really funny. Um, which one though? Let's go to his Instagram. Quincy Elliott. Sexy, smart, powerful. Oh my God. <laughs> Uncle Taker. I, I don't like. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> it says Uncle Taker. Um, that's, what says, that's what it says in his bio. Oh. It's WES slash NXT Super Diva Uncle Taker in all caps. Oh, no. Uncle Taker. I don't, oh, I, no. I, I don't like that at all. <laughs> I don't want to know what that means. <laughs> this, this, this fucking guy, dude. I don't. Um, French, you might be on to something. He might, he, might, he might be going for that androgynous type feel. Don't tell me, Vicky. Go to go to his Instagram. Watch his watch his video of him on a moped. Tell me his oh, that, that's how smalls. he rolled into NXT. That's the, <laughs> that's how he rolled into NXT on a fucking moped. He looks fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but you know what? He's gonna get over with the crowd. It's so. Re- I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, dude. I know. <laughs> I don't. What does this guy sound like? I haven't heard What's his, his voice, voice sound like. Oh my god, Quincy Elliott, the super diva. 
Oh, he's soft-spoken. Yes, he's very soft-spoken. And last but not least, Caber's a new member of the Bloodline. I don't know if you knew. I did I'm joking. Know that. It's Solo Sikora. Guess who won the North American title? Yeah, it's Simi's name. Ah, Solo Sikora. The Bloodline now has titles in WWE and in NXT, which Good for them. could mean a lot of stuff. Does this guy actually have tits? I don't know. It looks like he might have got the surgery. Look like actual breasts. I I couldn't tell you. I don't even know where they found him. I don't remember him on any recruiting class whatsoever. This guy needs a bra. <laughs> you see his outfit? That's where I got the Mabel vibes from. Yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> like yoga shorts. <laughs> I don't know how to describe I, yeah, it. I don't know. I don't know. I. I a pillowcase. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. But maybe they're moves. They're probably not moves. Dude, I don't I don't know what I don't know what to Don't guy. yeah, don't I'm, don't try to wrap your head around it at all. I I can't I can't stop looking at him. <laughs> he does grab your attention. He does grab I can't take my eyes off. I don't know what to think. I'm so I'm like so confused. <laughs> Super diva bussy looking like. <laughs> Don't be too confused. All right, let's let's move on. We, you can look at Quincy Elliott another time. You can do it on the poster, but we need to get out of here. Yeah, I, I already looked at all of his Instagram posts. Nothing else to look at. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start queuing up because we got to get out of here. We are we are done for today. We have we have talked about everything. Uh, we've talked uh, about. All right, all right, all right, let's all right. Let's get this shit on the Listening to Kings of the Rings podcast episode 308. What's old is new. I am not a super diva, but I am super. Thanks for asking. You can call me King Ricky Rose. Find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets. B-I-G-Z Ambassador Biggs. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Twitch, on Discord. Like, share, subscribe, leave us five star reviews because that really helps us out with the algorithm, especially on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe to us on YouTube because we do a live show each and every week and if you're listening to us please make sure you're listening to us on wrestle addict radio wherever you listen to all of your podcast feeds uh follow wrestle addict radio on all of the podcast sites and follow wrestle addict radio socials at addict underscore wrestle on twitter and wrestle addict radio uh on facebook instagram twitter twitch tiktok uh things like that the links to that are in the description below as well as the links to some of our fine merch that i just so happen to be wearing at the moment as well as links to some of that great background music from our friends at midnight music it's been an interesting week of wrestling uh the pwi 500 came out and that has totally been a total clutch because how is Seth rollins not in your top five but we can talk about that ad nauseum uh but let me kick it over to will tarashock it's me it's me it's willie Ballbag. you tell us on twitter not twitter fuck twitter tiktok ricky my tiktok's pretty pop and i posted some clips on the student loan debt the other day and now people got fucking angry <laughs> someone called me someone called me an elitist i was like what i had debt forgiven <laughs> what do you mean i'm like how, 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 can be, how can you be an elitist with debt <laughs> riddle me that one but yeah follow me aps podcasts um a lot of fun things going on with me. Uh, I'm super fucking busy with these podcasts. Yeah, by you the way. are. Nashville was really good, 
at making a good reset. So I'm going to switch up my podcasting game a little bit, working on a few different things. Uh, and funding starts for our app. I believe we're starting a Kickstarter pretty soon. So if you want to help my dreams come true, one dollar is all it'll take, even though we need millions. Like 20,000. Okay. <laughs> we'll see what happens. K Murphy, checks in the mail, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I have some stuff coming out soon that you'll find out about very soon. Um, my Animal Crossing Island is five stars. And if you stay tuned to the post show, you will find out what I get from Popeye. Yes, and you'll also because... figure out what we're going to do for trivia tonight, too. <gasps> oh my god are we doing trivia we we have a, since we haven't been there in a while we have a lot of categories we can do oh my god okay, we as must. I said, Ricky, you ain't seen me the other day I'd be no good at it. <laughs> I'm absolutely fucked up so it's gonna be a mess um, and to our New Jersey listeners I will be in I think Newark on Tuesday at the My Chemical Romance concert so if you are going feel free to say hi you can find me across all social media platforms at the K Murphy T-H-E K-A-E. I have some things coming out, too, a.k.a. I already released them because I started writing again. But but uh, when we come back next week, Spoke, we will talk about uh, whatever's going on in wrestling. If CM Punk has finally gotten fired, like we probably think he will be, and whatever else is going on. Maybe someone else will show up in WWE again because Triple H is on a warpath, and he is really, really taking over. So until then, folks, goodbye, good night. We will see you again soon, and so Carl, we need to get you on the show, but also, fuck you, Slack. See you next week, folks. <laughs>